0: Welcome to Everything Life Coaching with John Kim and Noel Cardo, founders of Journey Coaching. If you're inspired to begin your own life coaching practice or just want to learn a little bit more about what it's all about, visit journey.co. That's J R N I.co.
1: Hey guys, on today's episode, we're going to teach you how to listen. Noel, are you listening? <laughs>
2: I am. And this is truly, in my view, the most important coaching skill that there is.
1: I think this is the most important human skill there is. And, uh, you know, people think that listening just comes naturally, but it actually there's there are techniques to it. And we're never taught this and we should be in high school.
2: There are techniques to it. And, you know, in high school, you're taught to speak up, raise your hand if you know the answer, appear smart, appear cool. There's so much that we can gain from listening. And it actually has really wonderful benefits for everyone.
1: Maybe um, when you just said that, I, I thought maybe high school's too early. Like maybe we actually um, it's too early for us to really understand how to listen when we're, you know, just chaotic and yeah, and finding our voice, and 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 also having a hard time speaking up, you know, just kind of discovering who we are.
2: Yeah, and and you know, if if you're younger, if you're listening, uh, listening, no pun intended to us right yeah. now, um, I, I think that this is a skill that you can develop at any age. I think it it might be too early to do it, to do it really well when you're younger, but yeah. there's. A lot of people are naturally shy or naturally introverted. And when I sit and speak with my friends who spend a lot of time noticing and listening, I'm always amazed at what the deeper cut of nuance is that they observe in the world. And as kind of an off-the-charts extrovert, I realize that I miss things when I don't take the time to be still and notice and listen.
1: Well, I want to be the first to say that I started to learn how to listen at about 35.
0: Wow, cool. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> no. Well, I didn't have a I didn't have any reason to learn, you know. I think that uh we we don't um force ourselves to learn things until we hit uh turbulence. And turbulence for me was uh, a divorce. And so going into my own therapy, I actually learned that listening is uh, a lot more than what's on the surface.
2: Yeah, I think I also really connected with listening in my 30s. It's hard to pinpoint it. I think maybe graduate school for me was the turning point because I really did want to learn what I was there to learn. And so I I had to truly listen and tune in at that point.
1: Yeah. And I think most of us, uh, including myself, in our early years, we are so um, wanting to be heard and we're so wanting to get our point across. Uh, I remember in a lot of conversations, especially p- with uh, people I've been intimate with, um, while they're talking, I'm already coming back with a comeback or how I'm gonna defend myself. And obviously that that's not listening.
2: Yeah, can we just call for an end to pointless conversations like that? I have been through so many of those in my lifetime where I'm like, are we even really communicating right now? You know, what's going on here? <laughs> like,
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: <laughs> and And the outcome of Attempting to be a good listener and really leaning into that skill set is actually a gift for other people. People thrive when they feel fully heard and seen.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's like uh, it's like you're a plant, and when you feel heard, it's uh, sun and water. You know,
2: absolutely. And this isn't just at home. This is at work. This is in everyday life. This is in everyday communication. This is at the coffee shop. You know, this is. This is this is sunlight and water for human plants.
1: Yes. All right, so let's get into it. How to listen.
2: So, as a coach, listening deeply is really what you need to do in order to do your job. Coaching is a discipline that's based on mutual connection, trust, and the purpose of it is to strategize with your client. And if you're not able to fully hear your client, you're going to miss the boat and you won't be able to be a good partner in strategy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I had a session last night and it was relationship-based and she was talking for about 15 minutes and I wanted to interrupt her so many times and give her my advice and what I've learned and uh, that is, that is not what you should do. What you should do is actually listen to what they have to say. And, and it's hard because I felt myself, um, I felt the urge to interrupt constantly, you know, and part of that is just because I'm really high strung. but uh, that's one of the reasons why coaching is difficult.
2: It is. And I'm really glad you brought that up because the the, the skill set here that we're really driving for is this the act of surrender and suspending your own life in the moment to really drop down into a state of mindfulness and mindful listening. And when you're listening mindfully, you're listening completely to the other person. And, and that's where the surrender piece comes in is you're surrendering your own ego, your own agenda, your own knowledge to truly hear somebody else. And Thank you for your vulnerability, because it is so common to feel the urge to interrupt someone.
1: Yeah, and I think the more you do it, you know, um, the more confidence, the more ego, the more you think you know, and that's that's actually when you become. I think that's when you start going the other way. I think you have to always be a student when you're coaching, or you're going to trip over yourself.
2: I think so too. And it's also a really natural desire to tell your own story and to mirror in that way. And so guys, if you want to tell your own story, really come at it from the perspective of have you listened? Have you formed a stance of non-judgment? And if you have, is there a very valid reason that you believe your own story will enhance the session? So mindful listening has a lot to do with building your self-regulation muscle which comes in handy in so many different spheres of life. But that self-regulation comes in when you set that focus on yourself aside. And the benefit here is an inner stillness.
1: What do you mean by inner stillness?
2: That when you so think about you know what you experience when um you're you're having that kind of me 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 call on me I know the answer moment in a coaching session. If you were to and I'm going to ask you for a visual here uh and a physical environment if you were to get rid of that what would the physical landscape look like inside your brain
1: If I was to get rid of the uh the uh the lizard brain or the the me 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 the call on me part of yeah. me Yeah yeah um, what would
2: the physical landscape look like
1: I see a a a blank canvas I see an ocean I see something that is very wide and endless
2: Yeah, I see a pool, like a little pond. And, you know, that space is the space of the clear and energized mind. When we remove ego, when we remove ourselves, when we remove our impulse to share, to make it about us, we create the space of the clear and energized mind. And that creates freedom for both you and your client.
1: Yeah, freedom slash soil
2: hmm Freedom and loyal. So, you know, let's get into this. So when you're starting, don't beat yourself up because self-judgment is a natural part of the process, especially when you're first learning this skill.
0: Mm-hmm. Thinking
2: about yourself is totally normal. And you know what else is totally normal, John? What else? Beating yourself up after you share your story.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Absolutely. Um Wondering if you shouldn't have said it, wondering how you could have said it differently, uh, backpedaling, all that stuff.
2: Yeah. So we want to pull the wool back here and just highlight for you guys, this is being human. And the fact that you're listening to this conversation, that you're even considering what we're saying right now, means that you're growing and evolving and you're on the road to getting a handle on this skill set. So the purpose of this work is not to be focused on the content of the dialogue but to instead be working on cultivating mindfulness.
1: Mm. Yeah. I think we, I think we all focus on the content, the words, and uh, there's so much more to listening than what is said. Is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah, exactly. That, that when we're, When we're engaging in the practice of deep listening for the purpose of becoming better coaches, the content of the dialogue will be what it is. You know, we're two humans engaging in strategy, but you're kind of working with a subset of muscles to cultivate this mindfulness in addition to your practice of coaching. And uh, an exercise that I'd like to introduce is setting an intention for listening Mm. deeply. And I like the word intention because it's different from a goal. Because a goal is really outcome oriented, and an intention isn't. It's different. Yeah, there, it's there's less
1: pressure. There's less pressure mm-hmm. with intention, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's a lot less pressure with intention. So, an example of an intention is may I stay present as I'm listening? Right. May I be open and accepting? May I notice and let go of any judgments of myself or others?
1: Why do I feel like an intention is more powerful than a goal? Because when you say that, uh, and I'm kind of walking through it myself, I feel calm. I feel relaxed. I feel like uh, the ocean that I'm imagining with the intention. If I say I'm going to set a goal, I now feel like I'm running, I'm chasing, I'm you know, climbing a mountain. I got to achieve something.
2: Yeah, that's exactly what we're talking about with cultivating mindfulness for opening, expanding, allowing, and creating this space to access the clear and energized mind. You know, I think that a lot of people feel that with strategy and coaching, it's really driving performance, but the magic really happens when you're able to let yourself go and Mm -hmm. to enter that space of unknowing with your client and dance with them.
1: Right, right. There's a there's a letting go with intention. There's more of a grabbing with a goal.
2: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, the other piece of this is that in coaching, your clients are going to be sharing very personal information. And so, you know, really creating this stance is going to give them the space that they need to be able to drop down and say what they need to say to you so that they can get clarity, they can get relief, they can get validation, they can ease their nervous mind.
1: Yeah. I mean, when you listen with judgment, it's hard to build trust, right? So as you are uh, listening mindfully, as you are being non judgmental and open and being aware of your own triggers. Uh, the, the, that's how trust is built, right? And, and that's what's happening. That's why they're able to share such personal information.
2: Exactly. And a huge part of this is when you're setting that coaching agreement to really take the time to talk about confidentiality and to talk about how you, as a coach, are really striving for a position of deep listening and non judgment so that your client knows that you're not going to share their story. So, safety and confidentiality, confidentiality set the stage for success when you go into these activities. So you want to play with me with this?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
2: Yeah, I want to do a deep listening exercise and we can model it here for everybody. Um, So very often when we are listening to people, as you indicated and we talked a little bit about, we're often thinking about the future. When we're listening to another person talk. And when we do that, we're actually not listening at all. So that's the behavioral marker to be aware of, is when your mind jumps to the future. Mm-hmm. Instead of being in the moment and fully observing the words and content of the speaker, our minds start planning what we're going to say next. So that's what we're battling against here. So what we're going to do is each of us are going to share one thing that is stressful in our lives and one thing that we're looking forward to. And Mm. here are the directions. As we are exchanging, we each are going to focus on how it feels to speak and how it feels to talk and also how it feels to be listening and notice our own thoughts, feelings, and body sensations, and then we're going to debrief. So guys, you can do this at home. Are you ready? Yep. What do you want to do first, John? Talk or listen?
1: Uh, I will listen first.
2: Okay. So one thing that is stressful in our lives and one thing that we are looking forward to. So one thing that is stressful in my life is I have been really sick for the last two weeks Mm -hmm. and I don't know when I'm going to get better And that has put me in a position where I'm really isolated. I'm not going to be able to see my parents. I'm not going to be able to see my in-laws, my next door neighbors, and many of my friends. And for me, that's really hard. Um, And one thing that I'm looking forward to is seeing all of our coaches at our retreat this summer. I mm-hmm. need to kiss those faces so badly and hug everyone. And I am hanging on to that because I know that that is what I'm going to be able to fill my cup with mm. so much social engagement.
1: Nice. So do you want to know what my experience was?
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What was your experience?
1: So as you were talking about, um, your frustrations with being sick. As you started getting into more detail, um, I was drawn more in and was able to empathize when you told me how being sick is, you know, impacting your life. So the more descriptive you were, the more I was able to put myself in your shoes and be empathetic, right? And and, and think like, oh, how that how that could feel like, especially in this time. And then when you started talking about what you were excited about, uh, the the, the reunion with the journey coaches and kissing their faces and seeing them. Um, I actually saw that visual um, just because I've experienced uh, these type of uh, retreats before. And I could feel your energy of excitement and uh, you were lighter and your, vo- your tone and your voice changed, all of that.
2: Awesome. Awesome. And for me, um, I think, oh, I I know, I, I knew that you were going to listen to me. And Mm -hmm. I was able to be more vulnerable and talk about why it's been hard to be sick. And I was able to give more detail than I usually do because I knew that it was going to be received. And also, when I was talking about our coaches, I got emotional because it's something that I I really do need to hang on to. It's my happy thought. and it was really good to be able to express it because I was able to embody that emotion for myself.
1: Hmm. Nice. Yeah. I want to. Um. I want to remind you guys. You know, as I was doing this, um, although I was listening to Noelle's words, I was more listening to her tone, her energy, um, you know, her pitch and her voice. So you know, this is what we're talking about when we we say it's 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 more than just the words. Uh, you know what's what's running underneath, but also things that you you that aren't obvious. You know, so if she was actually in front of me, uh, body language, eye contact, all of that stuff.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. And you know, there there's it's so you know you can talk with body language, you know, to anyone in your home. John and I actually hosted a dinner with several people, and we didn't speak the same language. And yeah. we- <laughs> literally, oh,
1: you mean, yeah, they were Korean. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, uh, and so we, we ended up closing the night out doing, um, rap battles with different music that we were all drawn to and talk mm-hmm. about forcing active listening. That was, that was a really incredible night.
1: Guys, if you ever get the privilege of having room, Rume- uh, uh, Noel as a roommate, uh, know that there will be surprises.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's fun. <laughs> All right. I want to listen to you now. What's one stressful thing and one thing that you're looking forward to?
1: Okay. One stressful thing is, um, it's going to be very obvious, but it's uh, having an infant, a a, a newborn. Um, She is 15 days old and um, it's been very stressful because your whole life revolves around the infant and uh, there's a lot of stuff you can't control like um, her crying and you know all of that so uh there are moments of just pure nectar and uh you know when when you're looking into her eyes and there are moments when you're holding her of course but um it definitely throws a wrench into your schedule productivity all of that Um, but it's been uh it's been frustrating because i'm going from you know being very very um I don't know if the word's selfish, but very particular about how I schedule my day. To that going out the window, and then revolving around um, a, a fifteen-day-old child. <laughs> so that's been frustrating.
2: What are you looking forward to?
1: I'm looking forward to. Um, so I, I turned my uh, third book in, and it's you know going down the uh, the publishing factory line, and. Uh, one of the most exciting things for me about the whole process is when they come up with a cover, and I'm such a visual person, um, I'm super excited to see what they come up with because I have no idea. So it's like receiving a movie poster uh, to you know something that you made, and you're just kind of waiting for it. So I know that's coming down the pipeline, and I'm looking forward, forward to seeing the actual cover.
2: Awesome. Awesome. So, when you were talking, you know, it it really took me into your world. And when you said that Logan's only 15 days old, I was like, oh my God, 15 days old in the world. (laughs) Like, wow, it's almost unimaginable. And I know you very well, obviously. And so, you know, I know I've been excited personally for this disruption in your life, but, um, to hear you say it, I just felt such empathy, you know, to have this little um precious nugget that is is running your life now and i you, was you could really... you could
1: you could literally hear her um the wiring of her brain at at day fifteen um as she looks at things it, it's 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 great. it'll blow your mind
2: <laughs> that's awesome, <laughs> yeah. that's awesome, and um. I was, I was so looking forward to hearing what you were looking forward to, and I love art as well. I'm a visual person, and I was really starting to feel excited with you for mm. the cover, and mm. I'm also so very proud of you, and it was wonderful to hear that. And so it was, you know, all in all, the whole exchange was really life-giving for me.
1: Oh, thank what, you.
2: What did you experience?
1: um as i was talking i i, I kind of felt like am i talking too much um i felt like you know am i i started judging myself like oh i'm just being complainy and then when i uh talked about my my book cover um i started comparing my answer to yours and i was thinking oh well that's kind of selfish right because it's it your answer was about um a reunion and Loving other people and my, my answer was very like look at what I created. Um but then I told myself, you know, that's my truth. It's it's actually what I'm looking forward to. So there was a little bit of that that inner battle going on as I was talking.
2: Yeah. And thank you for being vulnerable. Guys, I'm gonna reframe this for John. So John, um just like Logan is your baby, those books are your babies. Yeah, and for sure. you know, those coaches are my babies. They're the same yeah, thing. Yeah. Different package. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And it doesn't mean that I um I like them less or more or whatever. Um, yeah. They they are your babies. Absolutely. And yeah. I, ca- I carried the book in my my uh, soul for nine months and gave birth to it. So <laughs> it is my baby.
2: Yeah. And right. we, we give in different ways for different reasons. And that's, you know, what, why teams are made up of people who play different positions.
1: Yeah. So what Noelle just did, guys, um, uh, she's not just being kind. She validated me. Right, so by validating me, my feelings, um, I now trust her more, Mm -hmm. and she's making me feel safe. And so, this is also part of listening is making the other person feel safe.
2: And if I hadn't really been listening to you throughout that entire exchange, I wouldn't have been able to do my job validating and reframing.
1: Right, you might have just said okay, or you know, uh huh, you know, and then
2: cool story, bro.
1: Yeah. Cool story. Uh, What are you eating for lunch? Like, (laughs) and that's okay. It doesn't make her wrong or bad, but her um, extending herself uh, then creates the bridge, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been really awesome. Thank you for the conversation and listen deeply guys. It's the new thing. uh,
1: it's not only the new thing, it's everything. And it doesn't matter if you're a life coach or not. Uh, this, is, this is going to be something you're going to need for the rest of your life. Yes. All right, guys. Be well.
0: Be well. Ready to cut through the BS of becoming a coach? Snag John and Noelle's six-step guide to becoming a life coach at journey.co slash everything. That's jrni.co slash everything. If what you've heard here today speaks to you and you want to learn a little bit more about becoming a coach, visit journey.co. Jrni.co. We've graduated nearly a thousand coaches and offer vibrant community, strong lifetime support, and world-class coaching education. We're fully ICF accredited and look forward to watching how you use coaching to make a bigger impact in the world around you.